Welcome back to the Lash Base Podcast. It's episode number 17. We're a week on from our most popular episode last week. So if you haven't listened, it's all about lash retention. Go and listen. But this week is all about training. So again, we asked for requests on what you want to hear about. And one of the big ones is how do you become a trainer and how do you know if being a trainer is right for you? So we have all of the information. It's another great episode. It's me. It's Lash Base Amy. Let's get started. So here we are then. So we're two weeks into the new year and episode two of this year, which is episode 17 for us. And we are talking about training and how you become a trainer, because although we think it's a really easy thing that everyone should know, obviously it isn't because why and how would you know how to become a trainer if you're new or newish yeah. in the industry? So I think before we even started recording and making notes of today's podcast, we we sat down and we were like, oh, this is going to be really easy to talk about. But actually, the more you think about it, the more actually it becomes yeah, in depth. And and... Yeah, and our quick notes that we made to say, right, this will be a nice quick episode, we'll do this, has turned into quite a long one. Um, so we're not sure how this episode's going to play out, but it's definitely got a lot of information that, that hopefully will help you decide whether you want to be a trainer, if you're right to be a trainer, or if you're doing the right thing currently as a trainer. So firstly, Amy, I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. If you want to be a trainer, what qualification is required? Mm, how okay. to be a trainer? So you do need to get your AET level three, which is the awarding education education and training um it used st- to <laughs> stick with the aet level three yeah um which used to be called petals if anybody has that qualification or knows of it yeah so it's exactly the same thing as if you did it a few years back it was petals i always forget this one is it p-t-t-l-s yes. two t's yeah? yeah um and they changed the name to the award in education and training and it's a level three so that is the if you want to teach uh, or if you want to, I guess, legally mentor, because a lot yeah. of people just mentor whenever. But if yeah. you want to legally mentor others or teach anything, then you need the AET Level 3 um, qualification. So next question, Amy. <laughs> How do you get that qualification? Where would you start? If you now know, you think, okay. great, I know the qualification. Mm-hmm. Now what? Uh, you would Google it. <laughs> Short answer. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, um, you can get the qualification online um, or you can go to like a local college or um, something like that to do it in person. I think that's obviously I know you, that was a joke when you were like Google it. But yeah. at the same time, it is you true. <laughs> if you want to like it, it's best for you wherever you are. If you just Google award or AET level three or award in education um, and train in level three. And Google it, it will bring up the places that are closest to you. So it's no good us trying to point places out to you. You can just Google it. It will bring up local colleges. You can click on a couple of buttons, sign up and enroll and you're there. Uh, Amy has just said as well, you can do it online. And before we pressed record and started recording, we were talking about the, the craziness of doing it online because every well, you all, everyone has their opinions on online mm-hmm. lash training and how... I think the overall consensus is it shouldn't be used for like foundation beginners. It it should be used for just learning advanced techniques or workshops or just to refresh your skills in something. That's fine. So how do you feel about the fact that you can do an online course 
that then means you are fully qualified to go out and teach yeah, other people, crazy. get insurance, get doing that. And it, it's like a week course or something, some of them, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah, really there great. is. I'd like, don't get me wrong, If after listening to this podcast, you'll know if you are right for being a trainer or if it really is. Some people were just were born to be these uh, be these trainers. They love teaching people. They get the satisfaction from seeing other people do well based on their guidance. So if it's you, then an online course that takes a week. Like, for example, if, if you're that, I'll tell you now, you can go on the, I think it's the Guild, the Guild of Beauties website, and do an online course, fairly cheap. And it's one week. And at the end of that week, you do, uh, I think it's like a 20-minute or a 30-minute a Skype, Skype, live Skype call. So there is like a live video at the end in which you have to teach something from what you've learned. But within a week, you could be a qualified trainer. Whereas if you take an in-person one, you get, obviously, I think you can do between six and 10 weeks, isn't it? Um, Maybe even longer, but you obviously then get taught. um, And and when you come out of it the other end, you definitely know what you're doing in terms of teaching other people. So it doesn't matter what you're teaching, you'll know how and the the right processes to do it. Or you could do it online and then be qualified in a week. So it it also depends on how you learn, because I am better in in person. So for me, online probably wouldn't be the right route for me to take um so you you would know what what works and what doesn't for you as um and you'll know yeah and you'll know deep down what's the right way for you to do it as well okay so you know we know what qualification how you can get that qualification and how surprisingly straightforward it is Mm -hmm. to to become technically classed as a trainer so once you have that qualification what are your options then yeah so your options um you've got a choice of whether you want to kind of teach foundation courses or whether you want to teach workshops or masterclasses. Um, wow. Or yeah. even mentoring. Mentor, well. Yeah, mentoring. Mentoring counts, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, there is a few choices um, and you need to firstly make a decision on, on what you, you want to teach. Obviously, you can do both of them if you want to do Oh, all like, of them, yeah. Oh, and for the record as well, we need to discuss what foundation courses are. So when we say foundation courses, what we mean, uh, the ones where you teach complete beginners, the ones it's people coming into the industry, so uh, a fresh, fresh to classic lashes, so you're teaching a classic course, or new to volume, so you're teaching a volume course for the first time. A foundation course are the ones in which you require specific accreditations and things, whereas workshops and advanced courses and mentoring and whatever you want to call it, the ones where you can just um, pretty much start straight off the bat mm-hmm. um, with nothing else required. So, yeah, I think we talk about like the workshops and stuff and, and what makes it – if, you, if you're a, a specific type of person and you have like an expertise and a specific skill like – I don't know what, mm. at the minute, you could be... Pre-made fans? Yeah, good one, pre-made fans. Uh, mega volume? Yeah, mega volume doesn't require anything um, like foundational, does yeah. it? So if you're good at those sort of things and you already have a skill in that, you can set up these mini courses in which you you, you teach your expertise that you're, you, you know and your skills and technique to people um, and that's it. So it doesn't necessarily need a manual. I've been on courses which don't even provide a manual. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. There might be a couple of printouts, but it's more of a... Yeah, sometimes it's more practical. Yeah, definitely. Um, funnily enough, this one uh, I'm genuinely a big fan of. It is growing in our industry. More and more people are doing these. And I actually think there's quite a lot to be learned 
um they're relatively good value aren't they it's depending on yeah. who you where you're going and what you're doing anywhere between 100 and 250 pound will probably get you four hours with somebody that knows what they're doing um to show you exactly how they do it and you walk away you might get a certificate that is is obviously only just a piece of paper yeah. rather than something that means you can go and get insurance but yeah. at the same time it's still um definitely worth it in my opinion one thing that I did also want to mention before we moved on to talking about the the other option for when once you're qualified is that a lot of people are offering mentoring and if you don't know what mentoring is just quickly it's like a one-on-one or even you might even t- mentor a group but it's people that come to you that want to sit with you and um, ask you questions and you just help them out and mentor them simple as that there are a lot of people doing this without um, a qualification the AET level three qualification and mentoring is technically training someone so if you are mentoring someone and you don't have the qualification then that then could make your insurance void and the person that's mentoring from you if something was to go wrong so if you're looking at mentoring or if you are mentoring now you do need to have the training qualification so I just wanted to say that for the record because I think there has been some confusion as to Surely everyone can just mentor anyone, but technically, as we're all businesses and dealing with other businesses, you must have that qualification. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Um, So moving on now, we've discussed um, masterclasses, mentoring, and what was the other one? Workshops. Workshops. Um, So now we're going to move on to talk about um, foundation courses. And we've broken it down um, into three options. Um, so we'll start with option one, the easy route. <laughs> yeah. So we, it, once you have your qualification, it's you do have. And really, if you want to be a trainer, I guess you must be thinking about the foundation courses. You're not thinking, I want to be a trainer to do workshops. If you really, truly want to be a trainer, you're looking at doing yeah. those foundation courses, yeah. aren't you? So they're like Amy's just said, three different ways, an easy way, a medium way and a hard way. Both of them, or all three of them, sorry, have pros and cons. So, I mean, um, Amy and I will go through all of them now, give you the pros and cons, because at least that way you can decide which way you want to do. And just because they're called easy, medium and hard, that's just what we've called them, just in terms of the actual work to get started. Don't think that there is a right or a wrong answer you can do whatever works for you and whichever one you feel happiest yeah. doing. And also, don't think easy is easy. Easy is hard. <laughs> yeah. Medium is harder and harder. It's hard. Or harder, harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not easy, whatever whatever route you do decide to take. Just bear that in mind. <laughs> you throw me now with Amy repeatedly going harder. harder. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry to lower the time. Right. So, Amy, tell us about the, once you've got your qualification, the easy the easy route what okay. is the which is also hard but the easy, easy route that you easy can do. route basically means you can go to an accredited provider um such as i think there's the guild maybe do their gti, GTI. courses um yeah. yeah so accredited providers and they will provide you with um manuals normally um yeah so yeah they they'll be able to help you and assist you and kind of guide you in in the first instance it's kind of all about really you you give them some money they give you a manual then you can go off on your way there they are 
these people tend to already be the the accreditation bodies yeah. the, gov the the bodies that govern our industry for trainers so they have their own manuals that they can provide you with at a cost and then you teach them so that's the easy way as in it's you don't you, need to do any work to get started yeah basically so the pros of that we've already touched on is it's quick and easy to start because all the work is done for you so you just go i'm now a qualified trainer here is some money thank you for the downloads of your manuals that I can use um you can then get started so within quite a quick time as well like maybe two weeks yeah so you, could, you, you yeah. could decide today that you want to be a trainer and in two weeks you could be teaching your first course yeah. basically at 100% yeah. fact you go and this isn't even, this isn't a positive or a negative or we're not plugging the guild in any way this is just true fact you could Go to the Guild's website, take their online training course, book on for it, complete it within a week, then pay them for their GTI course manuals and they you will have them and you'll be able to then teach straight away. That's as quick as it could be. But we'll talk about the cons mm -hmm. of that now. Yeah. So we've done the pros. Yeah, so firstly, it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more money doing it that way. Um, the manuals and the syllabus that you get from people like the Guild or whoever, um, they're quite basic. Um, they're more than quite basic <laughs> they are they are if very you basic if you i've seen them these uh, not we're not even just picking on gti courses no, here any, with any. any of these ones what you get is a very generic basic manual that has just the the pure basic bones of what has to be in a manual so the major con here is you're not going to grow your reputation teaching that syllabus it is the most basic stuff and quite often it's very behind we all know how quick the lash industry goes moves forward stuff that is uh, relevant and right yeah. six months down the line is is wrong well we've been um well we've been teaching what two years now and we're yeah. just about to change our manuals again for like the third fourth time um so it just goes to show really that it, that it changes quite quickly but what happens with these courses these manuals that you buy they haven't been updated since like day one yeah. so you've got very basic courses and the problem is as you all know, when you're when you're new, you don't know any difference. So you go to your course, you get your qualification, you move on. It's only as you start learning more that you realise how bad or limited your training was. Mm -hmm. And then that's when people will then start to say, where did you do your training then if you think it was that bad? And they'll bring up your name because you're the one that's using them. So although it's quick and easy in the long run, uh, I wouldn't personally recommend no, it anyway. That's not to say that you can't add your own stuff in as you're teaching and build help build your reputation by throwing in extras. But if you just think you could buy the manuals from these, teach directly from them, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't say that necessarily makes you a like a world class trainer. So no. that is the easy option, mm -hmm. which again still hard. We'll talk next about I may as well do it in order. We'll go with the medium option, which is still hard. So <laughs> <laughs> harder, the, harder. the medium option once you have your qualification okay so medium option um this this is where you can basically contact any established brand such as lash base um and teach for them um a lot of people contact us on a daily basis don't they really yeah. to see if we yeah. we can um help them or they can train for us um so yeah that that's the medium option i think the funny thing with the medium option of contacting a lash brand and, tra and training them like amy said we we do get so many messages every single day about people training for us or, or 
trained teaching our courses. But the problem that we have is there is there's a real misconception about what it means to train for a lash brand. And that is that people see it as the easy option. Yeah. They, they think that it's they contact a lash brand. The lash brand has the manual, has the reputa- reputation and will just provide them with students. They'll do their job. They'll get paid. And then that's the end of that. Unfortunately, it is no way near as simple as that. So we'll go for it again. We'll do it like pros and cons. Yeah. So we'll talk about it like that. So if I do some pros quickly, because it is obviously it's a, it's a good thing. Pros about training for a big lash brand is you obviously have the reputation behind you. So if you are acknowledged as a trainer for the brand and it's a big brand, you must be doing something right. You must be good. People already know this because why would you be training for a lash brand if you're not very good? So it yeah. instantly gives you that boost in reputation versus if you just start as an as unknown person, you take your course and then you want to bring out your own manuals and start training, people aren't really going to know about you until you start building a name. Whereas if you train for a brand, then you are going to be or have that boost in reputation straight straight away. away. So another pro, Amy. Another pro. Um, Well, there's less um, admin involved. Definitely. So we'll talk about um, admin now very quickly. And the reason why I want to like specifically touch on admin, like Amy's just said, less admins involved if you train for a brand, which is true. The I think one thing that people need to understand if you want to become a trainer and when you are actively a trainer is the sheer amount of extra admin that you have, have to be prepared for. It's not just put out a post, people sign up for training, people turn up, you teach them, off they go, and and there you go, it's done. There is so much admin involved. You need to be so organised as well. all about organisation. So you you obviously have to get all of the students' details and contact information and relevant certificates and store that in uh, the correct way. Yeah, GDPR. Yeah, you then have to plan out your schedule and dates and everything, much like you would for your lash appointments anyway. Um, and then after the course as well, there's a lot of the chasing up and the case studies and everything else that you have to do and keep on top of. Now, that sounds sounds all right. And then when all of a sudden you've got um, five students in your course and you're running one or two courses a week within the space of two to three months, you've all of a sudden got, well, 30, 40, 50, yeah, 60, 70, 80, 90. It all adds up doesn't it? and students that are on your books that are chasing you up and need things from you and you then have to make sure that you can keep everything under control so I think definitely admin is such a mess yeah. so you have to understand and we'll again we're going to touch on what makes a good trainer soon but being very organized and having your admin under control will make your life so much easier and it's actually one reason why people do choose to train for a lash brand is because there is less admin the admin's done all payment chasing that's another pain, isn't it, where oh, students pay a worst. deposit and then haven't paid or someone's not going to turn up or someone wants to change yeah. a date. or It's all these things that you don't um, think about. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong at some point and you have to then try and manage it and deal with it. So if you're yeah. training for a lash brand, they deal with all of that side yeah. of it. So okay. you, sorry. Amy. I was just going to say, you, I mean, you can have someone um, come in. You can hire someone to do all your admin for you, not your case studies, but like the payment chasing and that sort of thing. But then just remember that that, that costs money. Yeah, so you've got to get somebody in and pay them. Yeah, it's so training for a brand, that is definitely one of the big ones. The 
you've got a reputation already straight off the bat and you have less admin involved Mm -hmm. like so much less admin another pro i'd say is the support and guidance so say you're a new trainer and then you start training for a brand you have that brand there that's been there and done it before and has all the other trainers or, or the experience of training so they can help you and guide you in your journey, whether it's the beginning, middle or, or towards the end of your career, whatever it is. There's always someone there that can guide you compared to doing it by yourself. If you do it by yourself, you are out there on your own. Yeah. And and that's it. So yeah. some people like that. Some people like the support. Some people like the power of having it by themselves. So yeah. definitely is a big pro, the support and guidance provided. And the last pro for training for a lash brand is it really does help um, and we're not saying and, and we we don't ever want for like at lash base we don't take trainers on because we're hope like they're using training for a brand as a stepping stone but at the same time we do understand that if you train for a lash brand it's a perfect way to build experience and build your reputation up so i wouldn't join a lash brand in an effort to build yourself up as something special and then leave and go it alone because that well it can work it but it also can't work uh, so if you choose and you think yeah i want to train for a brand because you either support the brand or you want the support and guidance you don't want all the admin then i would definitely consider contacting your favorite lash brand and seeing if you can train for them mm-hmm. so they're all the pros now we're not going to try and this isn't all about us trying to sell to you lash base training and be a lash base trainer this isn't that so however (laughs) no to prove to prove that that's not the case we're going to talk to you now about the cons of training for a lash brand now we'll we'll throw in a couple that are like lash base specific we'll throw in a few that are not to do with lash base but we are aware of how this is how it works for other lash brands so reasons negative reasons uh why choosing training for a lash brand might not be for you are things such as you might be tied to a contract. So uh, the lash base trainers aren't, they have they have a basic terms and conditions that they have to agree to. However, it's not, not really uh, tied you to a contract. You must do this, you must do that. However, um, and experience, you could speak to anybody that's been a lash base trainer or is a lash base trainer or, or was a lash base trainer. You can ask them that it was all very, it was all very friendly. However, there are some brands out there that will be very strict with the contract that they make you sign. So there'll be things that will say in the contract, if you leave the brand, you cannot do your own training or train for anybody else for a year or even two years. So you are stuck as a trainer with them and you cannot go and do your own thing. Now, obviously at Lashbase, we understand that everybody grows, everybody changes. You can't expect to hold someone to something as silly as that. However, some companies do. And you'll imagine starting with a brand because you like them. um, You realize that maybe it wasn't for you and you do want to go it alone. And then you find out that they won't let you. Yeah. I was just going to say as well, like, don't be blindsided by all the pros. When you get given a contract, if if anything in there is kind of sticks out for you and it's a little bit concerning think about it before you sign it yeah and there'll be things as well in that contract that will say you must purchase from us you must use this you must spend this much you must um even down to things like you almost become a marketing person for them because they say you must post about this twice a week or or something so be careful although we say less admin you may get 
suckered in to do more admin depending on depending on whatever the contract is that they're putting in front of you so whilst training for a lash brand if again just rewind two minutes and listen or three or four minutes sorry and listen to some of the pros because that is is really positive however as you can see we weren't trying to sell the dream because there are very realistic negatives to training for a lash brand things as well you get limited flexibility because you have to do it you've got to teach in their way you have to do what they want compared to doing it by yourself where you can be flexible so oh and another thing actually although uh it's can okay i can't speak for many people uh, many companies but it can be good money but it can also be less money than if you did it all yourself Mm. so granted someone's doing your admin for you and granted you've got that big reputation and the boost of the the marketing help that they provide and 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 someone potentially may may brand sorry some (laughs) brands may provide you with students as well yeah exactly so that's great and worth lots of money but the end pay packet obviously with everything taken out can be less and especially even if like so if brands are making you buy the kits off of them as well then before you know it you're spending a lot of money before making any money and really all you're doing is 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 working for them so if you can find a brand that fits in what with with you and treats you like well and mm-hmm. tries to build you up as a trainer then they're the kind of people you want to be looking for so they're the pros and cons of the medium to hard so well, meet the medium way training for a lash brand and we'll talk next about the hardest almost most rewarding Mm -hmm. but the hardest thing once you have your training qualification and that is doing it all yourself so that is writing your own manuals having it all accredited literally everything you're solo you're doing it all yourself yeah doing all your own marketing doing all your own admin uh planning it so it is by far the it'll take you the longest it's the hardest amount of work however on the flip side of that it is definitely the, the most, most rewarding, rewarding yeah. definitely so if you do it all yourself then well we'll talk talk about how you do it all yourself so if you want to do it all yourself what you would have to do is to start with you get your qualification then you need to write your own manuals if you contact any of the bodies the government governing bodies that accredit these courses such as the guild abt professional beauty there is who else do it lashing Lash Inc. Um, there's a few others, but you, again, a sim- you can Google it and yeah. you'll find it. Or ask in like a Lash Forum, people will point you in the right direction. They have a certain requirements, that things that must be in the manual. So if you have a look, if you've still got your training manual, have a look in it. There's probably like five to six pages of all the health and safety stuff. There are certain things that must be in it. So you can get from them a list of things that must be in it. And then it is completely up to you as to what the extras are that you put in it to build out your manual and make it specific to you and teach things that you think need to be taught and you wish you were taught when Mm -hmm. you were a newbie. So it takes a long, long time to write your own manual and then to, it's obviously once you've written it, you then have to get it designed and put, it's not just a case of, yeah. Make it look nice. Yeah, everything. So Again, very, very rewarding once you've done it. And you can be very proud once you've done it. But it is so much hard work to get something that is going to be good, that will help you and your reputation when people take it, take that course. So you, once you have your manual, you get it all done. You then get it accredited by one of these governing bodies. And again, it's 
I say it's as simple as paying them some money. It's you pay them money. You might have to sign up for a certain membership. You might have to take out a certain insurance. They then will, you send all of your manuals over to them. They go through them and tell you if anything needs changing or is missing or can't be in there. And they will then um, officially accredit the manual. So you can then put their logo on the manual or, or wherever on your website and say, that's it. This is an accredited manual. Once you have that, you can then start advertising to get students in and then get your students in. Source your own kits. That's actually another thing we didn't talk oh, about. Yeah, in the true. When you train for a brand, obviously all your products and kits are normally sorted for you. It's all very straightforward. Again, if you're doing it yourself, you then have to build your own kits. Now, it can cost a little bit more money because when you do it for a brand, you often get a discount on what you're buying. Um or the, they provide it anyway as mm -hmm. part of it. So if you're doing it yourself, you have to source your own kits. So you find all the products and you create the little kits and get your kit boxes. It's, again, a lot of work involved and can cost money all up front to get started. But once you've got that, so you're advertising, you get your students in, they then um, have all their products that they can go away with in their kits if that's what you're providing. And then they have to do their case studies which again, you obviously you are in charge of. However they contact you, you then mark their case study, send it on, and then once you're happy, you can provide them with the certificate that you've obviously sourced yourself and and then you send to them. So there's a lot of costs and extra admin, so much extra ad admin yeah. and work involved. However, if you can do that, then you've got full flexibility. Do what you want, teach what you want within reason. You get, after it's all said and done, all of the money that's given is given to you although you it, you are then responsible for all the rest of it yeah so it's if you've got to try and work out which which way works best for you and obviously you can teach in your own way completely so that's a couple of the pros as mm -hmm. in the full flexibility more money teaching your own way some of the negative side of things is as we've already touched on it's so much work to get started so you've got to understand that you get more responsibility because it all falls on you everything you're teaching which I guess can make or break your reputation, Absolutely, can't it? Yeah. If if it's great and you you believe that it's great and others believe it's great, your reputation will improve. If people think it's bad and start saying it's bad, it's very quick for things to turn south um, and not come across well and your reputation may not grow. So that's a potential negative um, and touched on again. So much admin, so much planning involved. But if that's what you are brilliant at, then definitely consider doing it all yourself. Yeah. So it's high costs to start as well. And it's hard to grow if you're brand new. So if you don't already have a reputation within the industry and you are just, you're a, tra you're a lash trainer, relatively unknown within the industry, you might have loads of clients, but within the industry itself, you don't, um, then it can be quite hard to get started and get your name out there because there's a lot of competition. And it's one of those where it's try and think why somebody just you over all the other alternatives so research your local area and if you think you offer something slightly different lean into that and this is where things like um, the quality of your marketing the quality of your manuals the quality of your how you support the students all of that comes into it to building your reputation and growing your business so it's serious stuff very hard uh, but ultimately the most rewarding one out of the three options so, yeah. yeah definitely so and just, there's no right or wrong with these as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. The three options. Um, yeah, do what's best for you, basically. You, you'll know that the main thing that we were talking about before this is you know yourself. What? How would you teach best? Would you teach if you just want to do it quick, 
get people in and out the door. Maybe that is the wrong way, the easy way, but it does exist. So yeah. it exists. Some people want quick and simple. And if your students are learn uh, quick learners and they can self-teach and they have a passion to go and learn more once they leave, then maybe uh, quick and easy courses yeah. is for them. That's hard to try and decide and advertisers. Yeah, if you... Yeah. <laughs> Don't, so don't say it's quick and easy. Right? Yeah, no. And then obviously training for a lash brand is always always great because you know you're getting, well, you, you'd like to think you're getting quality stuff and you get a lot of the work done for you and you're part of something bigger, you're part mm-hmm. of a team and it help for it. it's great for experience, great for growing a reputation and that side of things. And then if you do it yourself, loads of hard work, really rewarding you can really make a name for yourself, gives you full flexibility. So it's completely up to you. No right or wrongs in any of it. So actually, this one's an interesting question because, as always, this will be part of uh, the questions on either our Instagram stories or in the Team Lashface Facebook yep. group. So we'd love to know which is your preferred way. What's yours? What would you do um, if you were a lash artist? If I was a lash artist, I would and... I know I know that my mum, the owner of Lashbase, is going to be listening to this one, so I'm sorry. If I was doing it because of the type of person that I am, I would do it myself. Oh, I would, I would, it would be a lot of work, a lot of money, but I would believe in myself and back myself that I could could build a reputation from from start to finish, yeah. knowing what I know now. If I was um Actually, that's a, let's move on to that. The next section we're going to talk about, before I go too much into it, we're going to talk about, so you've got those ways, you've got your qualification, how to know if you're ready to be a lash trainer because the training industry in lashes is absolutely, there's so many, so many people. We've even had, and I think I touched on it on my Instagram stories recently, somebody um, took training with Lash Base, not naming any names, uh, only passed three months ago and they are already doing their own lash training crazy now uh, can you tell me are they ready to be a trainer how do you know when you're ready yeah, so because of things like this we thought we'd look into it we've done a little bit of research ourselves, and we have pretty concise list yep. of how to know if you're ready so if you're umming and ahhing or if you think you are or you think you're not listen to these and then make your mind up and be honest with yourself And this is how to know if you are ready to be a lash trainer. Okay, so we've broken this down into seven very important points, um, which you can kind of tick off mentally, um, yeah, to know whether you're ready. So let's start with number one. Go, Amy, you go. Okay, I'll go. go, go. Um, So when you realise that it's more, no, (laughs) (laughs) let's start again. When you realise that it's not just about earning more money basically yeah so you know deep down if you're looking at becoming a trainer because you think it looks like easy money or more money to what you're currently doing and that's it then that is the that is the wrong way to think don't get me wrong obviously everyone's gonna want you wouldn't be like no I don't want any more money and if you are a good trainer and you get training right yes of course you will earn more money however that shouldn't be the reason to do it definitely so point number one it is not just about any in quote marks more More. money (laughs) so that's number one quite straightforward one number two amy number two um yeah so number two whether you feel that you will generally get satisfaction from seeing other people improve from the guidance that you give them very big one yeah yeah so again 
it's not about getting bookings for your training, getting as many people through the door as you possibly can, sending them on their way, and then forgetting all about them. If you genuinely love to watch someone get better or you can tell someone something, even if this is nothing to do with lashes, if you in the past have shown somebody something and it has improved them or whatever it is that they are doing Mm -hmm. and you have had satisfaction from that, that is a very good sign and good marker that you should consider becoming a trainer. So that's number two. Number three. Number three. Um, You have experience in your craft and that you understand in detail what it is that you are doing and what you're going to be teaching. Excellent one. So to talk about this in more lash-related terms, do you understand how lash adhesive works? Do you understand everything about humidity and temperature and cyanoacrylate allergies and reactions? Do you understand that? Do you understand drying time? Do you understand placement, isolation? Can you talk about it and demonstrate it like in detail what you're doing and why you're doing it if you again if you can't currently do that then you are not ready to become a trainer Agreed. If, yeah if so if you can if you don't get me wrong there is because there are a lot of people out there that can create such amazing looking lashes but that doesn't mean that they should then be a equally amazing lash trainer it's a different type mm-hmm. of person you need to understand why you do the things that you do weights and how to calculate the weights of a lash fan using pi r squared and it's all the stuff that sounds boring but it is vital to to be able to teach yeah so that's now number three number four number four and (laughs) i think i like this one this was one that i i said about (laughs) it was literally my first point um so yeah if you are happy working nine to five monday to friday or the odd evening then don't be a trainer if you're happy to be contacted by students 24 7 with some questions that will be repeated the student before them may ask the student before them may ask then if yeah so if you're happy to be contacted by that and have them questions thrown at you all the time then become a trainer if you are not don't even think about it (laughs) 100 percent again i'm not even going to do throw maths at you this time you've got to let's say you have 100 students all 100 are probably going to have very similar questions. They're going to come up against problems during their case studies or even after they've passed. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, if, if one of your USP is that you offer aftercare support guidance after they've qualified, imagine how many times you're going to be answering questions all the time and it will because al- of the students yeah, you've got. And to you, it will always be... Uh, there, it will be the same question over and over and over. So you have to understand if you're willing to help people and you're willing to un- and you accept and understand that you're going to be contacted at all sorts of times, a variety of ways. It'll be on Facebook, Instagram, email, phone calls, text message. They're going to want help and you are there. They have come to you and paid money yeah. because they believe that that is going to be you. You obviously you were once new. So remember how you felt when you got stuck with something. Imagine having somebody there for you to be able to answer a question. So if you are prepared to be messaged and contacted by students at all times, seven days a week, then you might just be ready to be a lash trainer. So that's number four. Number five, what we got here? Number five is... Oh, this is, yeah, this is a good one. When your current lash, so you've, you're running your lash business at the moment. If you're listening to this, I assume that you are a lash artist. So if you you are a lash artist and you have your clients, you have your diary, you have your all of your admin, your books, your 
marketing your everything completely under control and you can then manage all of the extra admin that we have just been talking about in this episode and you are very good with organization planning and structure then you should maybe consider being a teacher if you're already quite stressed already behind on bookwork already don't have enough time for you sorting out your instagram then being a trainer right now might not be the right time. That's not to say it's not right for you forever. However, you genuinely, this is all about understanding yourself and being real with yourself as to do you actually have the time for it right now? If the answer is no, work on building and creating a framework that gives you enough time rather than just taking on extra that you can't handle because in the long run, it will work worse for you kind of delegate stuff that you don't enjoy doing so if it is like your admin get someone in to do your admin if it's your marketing ask someone to help you with your marketing just delegate what you don't enjoy or you don't get satisfaction from to kind of give you time to do what you do want to do that's it make sure you can get the time to do it because one of the main things that we need to stress about about training is the amount of admin and organization that is required it is it's not as just as yeah, simple i think we've said yeah. it quite a few times now so no, it, it is like really important yeah okay so next one along is if you feel strongly that something is like already missing from like the lash industry and training the, the standards of training right now so you deeply deeply believe that you have an answer to one of the missing problems in the training the whole training industry lash training industry then that's a good sign that you're ready to be a teacher. If you feel you can do something like right now, everybody listening, have a think about when you took your training, what was missing and what do you wish or think should have been taught to you on that first day or second day, whichever, however many days it is this course. But on your first course you did, what do you wish you were taught that you weren't? That's a great place to start and a great sort of brain to have if you're thinking about becoming a trainer, because there's no point in just doing everything in the generic way that everybody right, else does doing, yeah. just because you feel like, um, and this moves on to the the last point, actually, I'll, I'll merge this into two, in just the one point. Don't become a trainer because you think that that's just the natural progression of your career as in like you're supposed to be a trainer. So mm-hmm. you've done lashes now for a period of time. Obviously you're now supposed to be a trainer. I'll take my training course and then do training. Don't do it. There's no need. There are so many different things you can do in this industry. Being a trainer is not something. So if someone says, oh, you're a lash artist. How long have you been lashing? Oh, that's quite a long time. Are you a trainer? No, I'm not. Don't think that's a bad thing. That's not like a mark on you. You don't have to become a trainer. You have to be a specific type of person if you want to be a trainer. And I hope that those points, if I just quickly recap them very, very quickly, really, really think now, is this you? And are you right to be a lash trainer? So it's not just about getting more money. You genuinely get great satisfaction from seeing others improve thanks to your guidance. You have experience in your craft and understand in detail what it is that you are teaching. When you are ready to be contacted by students 24-7 with the same questions over and over and over and over and over, and you can do it all with a smile on your face, when you have your current lash business under control and can manage the extra admin. So most don't realize 
or, and again, I'm going to repeat this, all of the extra admin and organization involved. And if you strongly believe that something is missing from the current LASH training standards and you have the answer to that, and because you want to be a trainer rather than you're doing it just because you are supposed to. So they are all of our points. So to how to know if you're ready to be a trainer. So I hope that that has been more motivational than it has <laughs> yeah, sort definitely. of like soul destroying and you realize, oh, maybe it's not for me. Even if you have now thought, do you know what, maybe it isn't for me. There is so much more you can do in this industry. There's just just think about anything. If Actually, if you want to have a conversation about this, contact us on Instagram or in the Team Lash Base group. We'd love to give you some ideas on on how to pick your passion and, and mix it with lashes. It's, it's quite straightforward when you have the right, right mindset for it. So we've talked about that. Next up and lastly, we just want to talk to you about in our eyes and in our opinion, what it is that actually makes a good trainer. Again, we've got some points that we just want to um, pick out. Um, I think there's one, two, three, six points. Um, so first up is after course support. So if you um, find a trainer um, and they offer after course support, you will know automatically that they are going to be a good trainer. That's if they can. Well, I'm saying that. That's if you can. If there are reviews as well, oh, they yeah, back true. up that there's because you, you see. I think it's more of one of those where people say, "Yep," and you get after the course, I support you. But the fact is, I think some people just say that because and, everybody else says it. Yeah, and what and what <laughs> they mean point. is, I'll support you when it benefits me and when I can. However, what makes a good trainer is. Obviously, on the day is great, but if after the course, if you are, and we again touched on being contacted by students left, right and centre, if you are always there for your student to direct them, then that is sign number one of a good trainer. Sign number two is patience. You've got to remember how good you were when you first started. Now, you will get people that pick it up straight away. You will get people that take a long time. It's all about giving and being patient with people and understanding that it isn't as easy for everyone all the time. Yeah. Number three, passion. So I think most of these points, if you speak to the trainer directly, you will kind of get a good idea whether these um, are kind of attributes that they have. So if they're passionate, um, you you will know when you you'd speak be, to well, them. You'd see, you'd, you'd see it on their social media accounts. Yeah. You'd see it when, yeah, and when you speak to them. It's always good to speak to the trainer first, in all honesty, because you can book up with a big training um, company and you won't know who it is that the trainer's going to mm-hmm. be. So if you, it's always good to know the trainer first and you will understand just from speaking to them and having a conversation with them. Because to be honest, if you're a student, you have to trust in the trainer. And to be a good trainer, if you can promote that trust, yeah. then that is going to get you loads of students anyway. So after course support, patience and passion. And to go along with that, uh, one of my favorite words, empathy. And that is just to understand that, like we've talked about patience, empathy and understanding that everybody is different and understanding how they feel. Some people will get quite stressed. They'll get quite upset. They'll get quite angry if they can't do what they're trying to do, creating fans, especially when you're sat across the table and you can see somebody else just knocking out fan after fan after fan, mm-hmm. you there will be someone there that can't get it. They might get angry. You've got to understand how do you deal with somebody that's like that? You've got to understand how do you deal with someone that's upset? How do you deal with someone that's clearly very flustered because they don't like the pressure of being watched? Because the thing is, 
And people listening to this, there's probably you'll probably be amazing at lashes. But imagine now if there were 10 of the biggest lash artist trainers that you look up to stood over your shoulder watching you make fans. You would probably start to get a little bit nervous, a little bit shaky. A little bit shaky. So you have to try and put yourself in their shoes and yeah. understand. So that's definitely a sign of a good trainer, someone that can understand exactly how all these different types of people are feeling because when you have a training course and you've got four six or eight people even 12 people maybe if depending on what training you're doing if you've got that many people on a training course to be able to understand each person individually and then tailor what mm. you're doing to that person that's, that's a skill huge 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 one yeah. Um, number five a desire to continually progress so if you find a trainer that um shows that they continually go on training courses masterclasses or that sort of thing then Just always actively wanting yeah, to better, better themselves, themselves. Yeah. yeah absolutely so that is a sign of a very good trainer definitely and the last one which <laughs> i think we've said yeah, a few times actually everyone listening can probably guess what the last one that makes a good trainer and that is good admin and organizational skills you honestly really need to get that get this one uh to be a good trainer so six points to be a great trainer in our opinion and if you notice we haven't we've mentioned passion uh we haven't actually mentioned the fact that you need to be like world class at lashes you do need to understand in detail what you're doing you need to offer good after course support be patient passionate have empathy really want to improve yourself and then obviously be good at organization and admin so if you have listened to all of this and you think, do you know what? Yeah, I am up for it. I can be a lash trainer. 2020 is going to be the year that I'm going to become a trainer there. And you've listened to this and you've ticked all the boxes, then good luck to you because it is a great career. If you're the right person for it and you're doing it for the right reasons, you could change your life by mm -hmm. being a good trainer. And you're probably thinking, yeah, but that's not why I want to do it. I want to change other people's lives. And if you're a good trainer, then you change other people's lives and businesses. It's that, it's that, it's that serious. Yeah. That is how passionate you should be about it. You make someone good at lashes. That makes them good at their job. If they're good at their job, then they're going to earn more money. If they're earning more money, then they're going to be able to have a better life, a better life, let's just say, for their even their kids and stuff like that. That's how, like, how passionate like and how much. Effects yeah, that's how how happy you should be about watching people get it right. Yeah. So if you think that's you, then good luck to you. If you realize that maybe this isn't for you and you just thought it was something you should be doing, then that's also okay too. And there are lots of other avenues to go down with lashes. If you want to get away from just doing lashes all day, every day, um, then there are lots of things you can do. Or at the same time, if you are happy doing lashes all day, every day, then that's also completely yeah. fine too. Don't let anyone try and push you into any direction you don't want to do. That's we just, sorry. I was going to say, that's a really good point. Just be happy with what you're doing. As long as you're happy, that's all that matters. Yep. Okay, so that brings us to the end. I know if you're listening to this still, on the end of last week's episode, I told you we was going to be interviewing Ariane. She did come down. She did a bit of training as our head of education, and we didn't get time to film anything. So I'm trying to book in a phone conversation with her. This year is going to be one of the new additions to the Lash Based podcast is going to be interviewing well-known people within the industry because we feel that's the one thing that's missing. So if you're listening to this and you want to be interviewed on the Lash Based podcast we are looking for people to interview so if you feel like you have a story to tell if you've got advice to give or if you're happy just to be asked questions on what it's like being a lash artist being a lash trainer being a lash brand being a salon owner any of that 
then we want to speak to you. So yeah, get in touch with us, either me on Instagram at lashbase underscore Jamie or um, at lashbase underscore Amy, or just talk to us on the Team Lashbase Facebook group. So thank you once again for listening. We're going to call it a day there. We will see you next week with a new episode. Have a lovely week. <laughs>